Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hey, it's Krista Allen, you're listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! It's Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 129 for Wednesday, October 30th, 2019. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing, huh? Anything new and exciting in your lives? How's your week been? How is the tail end of October treating you? Guys, this week, I'm going to be telling you all sorts of things. I'll be telling you about my buddy, Matt, who I did the last episode with, and we hung out for a couple of days uh, right after we recorded the last episode of the podcast. We hit... Uh, stop on that bad boy. And we had some fun. Um, my brother had a kid, him and his lovely wife have uh, welcomed their firstborn to the world. So congratulations to them. And that's kind of all I'm going to be able to tell you on it. Um, cause I haven't even asked if I'm okay to say that, but I'm sharing that information. So, um, what else? Congratulations to them. Um, I had some friends over for some game nights, which was great. Uh, different group. We had a blast. Um, yeah, even sometime during the day, I'll tell you guys about that. I've been watching some stuff on Netflix. I've been watching a new series. It's not really new, but it's new to me. Uh, I guess it's uh, just released its second season, but I hadn't had a chance to watch the first. It's called Rotten, guys. Rotten. I'll tell you more about that. I uh, did uh, an event for Canadian Blood Services. I uh, did an event for Love Good Fats. <laughs> Love Good Fats? I'm a good fat. You know? <laughs> I'm one of the good ones. That fat fuck. Sorry, fuck who is fat. Don't see me. You got to see my... Uh, you can't see my disability first, right? You guys know the rules. I'm not a fat fuck. I'm a fuck who is fat. Um, I did some training for some stuff. I did a show. Uh, I'll tell you more about. I also featured an absolute on Sunday. That's I guess I did a couple shows without even realizing I was doing shows. I have been a busy, busy boy. I have been working hard and playing hard. That's what I do, gang. Um, I, uh, I'll tell you some other shit that I did, uh, a little later on. I'm applying for some acting stuff and some hosting shit. Uh, I got an email from my pal red and I'll even explain to you guys how my earworm of the week works. Someone explained to me recently what that, what an earworm is. And, uh, I'll tell you, I mean, you probably already know I didn't, I'm very late to the party on a lot of informational stuff. So let's get right into it. My buddy, Matt and I were hanging out last week. Uh, he was here from, uh, from the, uh, Nova Scotia area. I keep wanting to say Halifax, but he's not, he's across the river from them in Dartmouth, uh, Dartmouth as they call it. You know, all sorts of different areas there. Uh, big love to my uh, East Coast onesies. All right. You guys listening from all over the place. You guys listening from, uh, you know, Halifax, Dartmouth, uh, Preston, the, the Cherrybrook area. Uh, that's all I learned. <laughs> you know, hey, boy, come to Cherrybrook. All right. That's 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 what I understand uh, from that area. So it's funny. I didn't think that it was dangerous. I was chatting with Matt and he explained to me that there's some there's some fucking dangerous areas in, uh, in Dartmouth and in Nova Scotia. And I was like, I thought that was just where everyone works hard. You know, they get drunk. The most dangerous thing is, is getting into, you know, maybe, maybe a brawl, a drunken brawl. Cause you, you're fishing all day by yourself. Come back, have some drinks to unwind you versus Poseidon, the God of the sea every day. And then, you know, you maybe come back and have some drinks 
and get into a, a little bit of a mouthy fight with somebody. No, apparently, uh, apparently there's areas of town where if you live there, people just walk into your fucking house. That's it. They will walk into your house and then mock you. This is mostly inside jokes for Matt last week, but, uh, people coming in with very high pitched Michael, Michael, uh, what's his face? Mike Tyson sounding voice. Hey boy, eat the toast. Look at him eat the toast. Hey, come to cheer book. You got to see it. That's all I, I, I got to say that that might piss off some people in the East coast. Some of my East coast onesies. I don't even know if it's true or not, but, uh, definitely me and Matt making fun of, uh, accents and things like that. When we were kids, that definitely came back, but he's probably grabbing his, his face right now going, what the fuck is he saying? Well, that is my understanding. I was so blown away at the idea that there could be dangerous, do not live in areas of, of Halifax. I thought East coasters are known for their hospitality and the kindness and, and how welcoming. And then to think that there's an area, you know, areas that you can go to where you, you, you get shot and people just, apparently people just walk into your house and take your shit and you don't do anything about it because it's so dangerous. Blows my mind. There is a South central Dartmouth as far as I know. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to move on from that clanging against my whiskey glass here while I'm trying to tell stories. So Matt and I hung out. Um, as soon as the podcast was over, we went for lunch. Oh yeah. Some nice whiskey here. Mm-mm-mm. That is some nice smoky Bomar or Bomar. However you say it in Scotland. Oh, I like that. It's tasty. So, um, we went up for lunch. We were trying to kind of trying to figure out where we should go. And, uh, and uh, Matt hadn't uh, Matt had suggested sushi. Now I'm not a big sushi guy. I don't absolutely despise it, but I'm not a big raw fish guy. I've probably mentioned this before. I don't I don't like most fish when it's cooked. You go ahead and take the the cooking aspect out of it. Uh, I like it even less. So like I'll hit your average California rolls, which you all know has like imitation crab, and then like what avocado cucumber. That's a boring ass California roll. Well, I'll eat that. I'll also do like ones where it's just avocado and cucumber, or, you know, sometimes I'll even do like, I got, we got one that was like chicken, uh, teriyaki. So either way, we took them to a sushi joint. All you can eat sushi joint. We had a great time. Um, I do not like salmon. A lot of people are like, oh, salmon, like there's, there's the sushi. Maybe I should try it. I mean, I think I've tried it in the past. I've done ones where it's like salmon in the roll. I don't like seaweed. Um, again, I've tolerated in the past with my food, but for whatever reason, the seaweed they were using that day was extra hard to chew through and it was like extra potent tasting. So all like, I remember when we were first ordering. Okay. So for those of you who are not used to all, you can eat sushi joints. Um, you order off like iPads. They have all the stuff. So the first thing we do is we're going through the rolls and I'm ordering like California rolls. And then I order like uh tempura, tempura vegetable rolls and then like uh, a chicken roll. You know, it's a teriyaki chicken in a sushi roll. But then of course, after we get through the menu more, there's like actually cooked. I'll go to sushi joints. I should have explained that earlier. I'll go to sushi joint because I can have fucking regular chicken. All right. The prices that you're paying, you think that they could turn on a stove or whatever, you know, you think like, it's almost like anything else. Like, you know, if you live in the wilderness, like campgrounds are cheaper to live in because they're not providing you any amenities, but you go to a sushi joint and they're like, well, this is the part I don't get. You can order like a fish stick for nothing, but you take that fish and you slice it into a pencil sized piece, stick it in a roll and add cucumber, arguably one of the cheapest vegetables and you know, a little bit of avocado to it. Now avocado is not cheap, right? But put a little bit of avocado, a little bit of cucumber, a little bit of fish, wrap it in the worst tasting shit in the world and then roll it in rice. What's the expensive part of that? You know what I mean? You buy it at the store. It's like, ah, it's just $12. You're like, why? You know, I could have bought... I could have bought, you know how many fish sticks full of this shit that I could have bought? 
for that price. Anyways, it's ridiculous to me. What am I paying you for? The rolling? It's fucking easy, right? You go even, you could even buy rolled pot, uh, rolled joints from the legal cannabis stores. Now they don't cost you 10 times the amount because they've done the rolling for you. Fuck sakes. Sushi's a scam. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just, I just don't dig the fucking, I, I don't dig it. I don't dig it. Right. I would rather have fish and chips. I was, that's what I'd rather have. I go, yeah, batter it and cook it for the love of God. Cook it. We're not turning on your stoves. Why are you charging us so much for this sushi bullshit? Anyways, I will go to a sushi joint because I can get cooked food. I can get cooked chicken. I can get this. I will tell you this, man, deep fried bananas at a fucking sushi joint. Mm-mm. Delicious. I definitely hit that up. Uh, I did tempura vegetables as well. Delicious, delicious, delicious. Um, it's not even as fried. It's just cooked, eating cold, fishy tasting food. Ugh, it's like going down on a dead woman. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? That's what it uh, That's what it tastes like to me. Cold, fishy, stinky, and then you go, "Ah, I mu- can you imagine if if going down on a dead bitch cost you 10 times as much as a regular prostitute?" That's how I feel about sushi. All right, it's disgusting. I'm really going to have to write this down cuz I feel like this is this is something I can't just say to you onesies. I'm going to have to tell strangers time and again. I actually have a show tonight at Yuck Yucks. And um yeah, I might have to might have to rant about fucking sushi. All right, I'm going to write that down right now. This is my this is my process, guys. I get angry and then I make if I can make myself laugh with it then uh, you know, it's uh it might end up in the act. <laughs> it's going to see if that uh Going down in a dead woman line works. I'll let you know next week. All right. Um, so having having said that piece of disgusting. Oh, can I reach? Oh. Yeah. Anyways, I, I ordered cooked shit. Matt ordered the dead the dead hooker rolls. And um it was good. We had a good meal. Matter of fact, um, those all you can eat sushi places, at least a lot of them here in Ottawa, it's like, you know, if you order a bunch and you can't finish it, they charge you per plate. So we had a bunch of, uh, you know, because of all this teriyaki chicken rolls and all that stuff I had ordered pre-ordering cooked meat on a side plate. Um, I just took my napkin, opened it up, filled it with the sushi we didn't eat, go to the bathroom and chuck it in the garbage there. But uh, while I did that, uh, Matt, the gentleman that he is, uh, got up and paid for a meal. Very kind and unnecessary, but it was very nice of him. So I, I picked up dinner. Uh, but Maddie and I ran around that day, did a couple little, uh, hit a couple spots up. I'm trying to remember what the fuck we did. I think we grabbed coffee and shit like that. But uh yeah, we, we hung out in the afternoon. We played some, uh, some board games and shit in the evenings, uh, in the evening, I should say. And, uh, we had a good time. I played some different games, had a great time. Oh man, did I ever enjoy life? And then, uh, we got together a couple of days later and, and kind of did the same thing. I remember I hit up, uh, I hit up Costco and I bought up like a bunch of like, uh, stuff for a pot roast. And we did like these, uh, cheesecake, uh, pumpkin things like, yep. Yeah, like pumpkin, it was like pumpkin pie and cheesecake layered on top of each other with a nice graham cracker crush and these nice dishes. Oh yeah. And we did, uh, yeah, we did up some other stuff. So anyways, we, we, I did dinner the second night. Um, and he did back. So basically both days, one of us took care of one meal. The other took care of the other, which was great. We had a blast, hung out, shot the shit, um, played some board games, had a good time. It was just cool. Just chilling with my buddy. I hadn't seen him a long time. So, uh, Matt, I know you're listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for doing the podcast with me. Thanks for, you know. Thanks for helping me just enjoy some days of, of no work and, you know, fucking around, having some laughs and stuff like that. Okay. So, uh, cheers. I look forward to seeing you again next time. Right in. Tell me, uh, (laughs) tell me your reaction to my, I could not believe how many dangerous areas there are in uh, Dartmouth. 
They're at McNova Scotia. And I'm not shitting on it, guys. I, I really want to come visit. You guys need to put uh, some pressure on the yuck yucks out in Halifax. Say, bring in your boy, Josh Williams. You know, you want to see him, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know if there's a comedy club in uh, Chaybrook, but, uh, I'm just going to say, you know, Hey boy, come to Halifax. You know, that's where I, that's where I want to be. I want to come out to see you guys. I want to perform. I want to make you laugh. I want to meet you. All my ones. These guys are crushing it again. Hundreds of downloads in the East coast this month. You know, you guys are giving, uh, Ontario, my home, a run for its money. You know, I, I'm, I'm getting more love from, uh, from the East coast than I am, you know, my own, my own province. So there's a side note, everyone who's listening, guys, please, uh, if you're enjoying my ramblings and my musings, which I mean, you clearly are, you keep coming back and I appreciate that. Can't tell you how much I do tell your friends, tell your friends, you know, pick a favorite episode or some interviews or something like that. And just be like, Hey, you know, you gotta, if you're just chopping vegetables or driving from place to place, just listen to my stupid friend rant about going down on dead hookers being the same as eating sushi. What's revered as one of the higher class hoity toity meals. It's disgusting. Um, yeah. So thanks Matt for hanging with me. I had a great time, buddy. And I look forward to doing it again and, uh, and stay in touch in the meantime. Um, what else did I do? Yeah. As I mentioned, um, yeah, I, I don't want to go, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not really not going to talk about it anymore. Cause I don't, I didn't really have any permission to discuss it, but my, again, it's just, just, um, just, we were on uh, a little bit of a, any day now watch for my brother and, uh, and his wife having their baby. So just again, just a congratulations. Uh, I know I've got a lot of close friends that listen to that. So if you are, if you were not aware um, you know, and you know him and you're, you guys are connected on Facebook, just, uh, reach out to him and, uh, you know, give him a little love. Congratulations. You know, a lot of you guys are parents too. Y'all know how it felt. So, um, just a little love their way. I'm sure they'd appreciate it. And, uh, you know, they're going to be, uh, now they're, now they're in the hole. You don't get to sleep every night <laughs> phase. So good for them. Good for you guys. Um, we played, uh, we actually had another, like I said, we had, had several games nights this last week. So I may as well get the nerdy board game shit out of the way quick and early. Um, I played, um, not to, to, you know, I will go into this one game in particular, but, um, I was just playing some games with, uh, with my friends, Jess and Jad and, uh, uh, Evan. And there was a guy, Jared, we were playing some games, a few different nights, uh, got together, Played, we played something called Mice and Mystics, which is basically just like a Legend of Zelda with, with you know, miniatures on the table. That was kind of cool. It took forever to figure out the rules. The rules are really not well written. For, an, for a game that's seemingly particularly easy, it was uh, it was very difficult. It took like two hours of reading rule books and shit like that. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, we did that. And then we had another games night, I think last night, where we played uh, played a lot of House Betrayal at House in the Hill. Playing about four or five times. I had a legacy version of that, but, uh, but the betrayal everyone was enjoying and we had a good time playing that. Um, so looking forward to playing the legacy version, but, um, one of the nights, uh, so I was playing with Jay, Colin, uh, comic, uh, buddy, Steve, and even Simon joined us near the end. We played a, a new game that I just picked up this year. That's, that's looking like it's going to, you know, be the popular party game called just one. And I wanted to talk about this because, uh, just the nature of the game, like how stupid <laughs> there are Jason and Colin are outside, you know, blowing leaves out of the driveway, but just the fucking level. Okay. So this game just won. I'll give you an example on your turn. I played this with my family on Thanksgiving too, but the, the, the nature of the game is you'll draw a card off of a pile. All right. The game starts There's 13 cards face down. Every one of these cards has five words on it. So you'll take a card, you'll put it in front of you without looking at it. All right. There's five words on it and they're numbered one through five. So you'll take this card, you'll lay it in front of you and you'll go, uh, four. 
All right. Now everybody else looking. So in this case for us, it was like the other three players until Simon joined us. Then it was four. So the way it works is three players or the other players look at this word and they write down a clue on their board. All right. A word describing this word. All right. Certain rules. Like you can't, the words prince, you can't say princess, can't use words that have the root word in it or whatever, things like that. You can't, uh, there was a game we played where someone was going to write down Diablo and the word was devil. Technically you can't use another, uh, languages version of the word. You couldn't, you couldn't use poisson for fish because it's just French for fish. Anyways, those are sides. You're trying to give a, a word that hints at it, but here's the, here's the flavor of the game is that that game, you can't, you don't want to use a word that's so obvious because once everyone writes down a clue, everyone compares their words together. And if any two people or three people, if anyone matched words, the same clues, those words are eliminated. All right. So uh, the example I think in the book is like, you know, if the word is circus and then two people put tent and one person puts clown and the other person puts like cotton candy or something, you know, um, or trapeze. Well, the two people who put tent down those, that, that is no longer, those are no longer clues you can give. So the other person, instead of having four clues, they're going to have two because the other two people eliminated each other. So then that person who's, you know, not looking at the card gets to guess. And they would just say like a uh, trapeze and, you know, clown, you're like a uh, acrobat, you know, whereas the tent is, is more leading towards circus. So that's the, that's the fun of this game is you want to give a clue, but you'll want to give a clue. That's not going to be the same clue as other people give, but not so obscure that it really doesn't lead them towards the word. Um, but I'm going to give you an example of, uh, I mean, I guess maybe how here's the thing. Everyone was drinking, but man, Colin love him. Was he ever given the worst fucking clues? And Oh yeah. He was given the worst clues and was, was just not able to comprehend the clues that we were giving him. So I'll give you an example. I'm trying to remember what it was, what the word wasn't graph or whatever, but yeah, sign. Fuck. I can't. Yeah. I'm sorry guys. There was one where like the very first time we realized Colin wasn't giving us the strongest clues was like, at one point we were all giving these little things and Colin goes sign S I N E. And we're like, what the fuck? Like even the people who knew the word were like, what the fuck is that? And he's like the sign graph. It's like a pulse or a graph or whatever. And we are like, yeah. And the word wasn't graph. It was something even easier, but you're just like, why, how the fuck could you go with that? So then at one point, um, the word that Steve was trying to guess was ship. And then myself and Simon and Jason were all like schooner vessel, um, I'm trying to think of the one that I used. Oh, I used Purolator, right? Because you're shipping something to ship, whatever. So I was like, well, they were going boats and I was going with a shipper. And then Colin writes the word friend on there. Cause he's like, you know, friendship. It's like, yeah, but that's not going to help him if he doesn't know the word is ship. So the guy keeps looking at friend. Like, he's like, I don't, I don't get it. It's like, no, stop. We're just like, don't even bother looking at Collins. <laughs> it's just too much. So. It's just, it was funny. And, and, and then luckily Jason, I think guest guest ship overall, but we're just like, you know, he got, he went, we were, he went with schooner and, and then he's like friendship. He's like, you guys fucking idiot. It was just funny because Colin would give the, the dumbest clues and he would, he would have no idea. So the word that we were trying to get him to guess at one point was pan P A N that's it pan. So like at one point we're not allowed, we're not allowed to talk and confer with what words we're going to use. But like at one point, I think, I think this is a minor cheat, but we were going like, one of us go like, I'm going with the obvious. 
right? But then the thing is, like to say that you go, oh, it's kind of cheating. Yeah, but yeah, but what's the obvious one? Because I remember at one point the word was cube, and I thought I'm I'm going with the ice, the obvious one, and the, my word was ice. And someone else was like, I'm going with the obvious one. And the other guy goes with Rubik's. Thank God, because I think I think P, uh, Jay and I ended up canceling each other out with the word ice. But then Steve had Rubik's. So Colin was able to guess cube because he's like, oh, Rubik's cube, right? What other word goes with that? But it was like ice cube, uh, something cube. Anyways, whatever. I think, yeah, Jay and I both did ice cube and then he did Rubik's cube, which was great. But uh, pan, going back to pan, I'll, I'll move off this soon, guys, in case you're getting fucking bored with it. The idea was, oh my God. And he didn't get sofa either. I'll have to, I'll have to tell you about that. So <laughs> fucking Colin, man. Um, we were, uh, we had the word pen. So Jason goes frying or no, sorry. Jason goes, Peter. All right. That's his clue. I go frying and, uh, Steve goes flute. So it's like, it's like, those are your clues. Peter frying flute and we're trying to get him to guess the word pan he's going how does colin kept trying to take the three words and use all three of those words together it's like no each one of them is an individual clue you don't have to meld them together because that that doesn't that's that's not the same thing so he's going well i know that i know that peter saint peter had a flute but frying he's like frying doesn't matter i'm like frying is the easiest one like mine's not the hard clue. Mine is the easy frying pan. Frying, frying what? Frying. There's not a lot of things that go frying, right? Fry, different thing. Frying. Come on. So he's going, nah, Josh's clues though, not helping at all. I go, it's because you're trying to make the words together. They don't go together. They're each into anyways. So he could, could not get it. Could not get the word pan. And it's funny too, because pan, not only is pan flute a kind of thing, but the reason it's called a pan flute is because pan is the God the, the, you know, centaurish God that would play the flute and dance around. I don't know if he's a fertility God or not, but I think just know that pan, everyone knows the pan is, is a, an old God, an old, uh, mythological thing. Played, played a flute. That's why they call it the pan flute. But, uh, yeah. So Colin, not the best. And then of course his word was sofa. We were all like, okay. So one person put couch, another person put Chesterfield, another person put literally, it was, was funny, literally. Steve wrote an arrow on it, pointing at the couch that we were sitting on. And Colin's like, uh, like 10 minutes. We're like, dude, we're, we're going to kill you. We're going to fucking kill you. Uh, how do you, how do you not? And then eventually like 10 minutes, he's like, oh, sofa. We're like, oh, thanks. He goes, we were sitting on a sofa bed and Colin goes, well, that's a hide a bed. We're like, how can you call it that? It's called so many other things first. Um, so yeah, anyways, the game just one is very fun. It's very interesting. It's hard too when you're not the person looking at the words, you know, because everyone else is like, it's such an obvious word, but you're like, yeah, but you got to figure it out on your own. It's kind of like playing code names only. It's a lot faster paced streamlined. You could play a game in, you know, 10, 15 minutes, as opposed to it being a long time and waiting for one team versus other. you're all playing together. So if you can get people to guess the clues and things like that, you're, you, you score more points. If you get it wrong, you lose more points, whatever it is. Boom, boom, boom. So I mentioned to you guys, I did a couple activations, nothing fancy to report in the front. One of them was in the fucking pouring rain. It was supposed to be all day Sunday and it didn't end up being, we ended up, uh, going there. It was raining. We found that it was postponed for four hours. We came back to my place cause it was close. We played some board games together, which was great playing with my, my brand ambassador team. And then we went back and finished the day in the rain. It was garbage sunrise sunset um yeah and then that evening we played uh played some uh some some board games since we played the mice and mystics and some other stuff um 
Yeah. And I'm going to be working on some new events coming up. I did some conference call training for that. Again, nothing exciting to, to write home about, but I'll leave it be on, uh, what was it? Saturday night. I did a show, uh, at the place called the Jolly Tax Paper, pa- Paper, Payer. My friend, uh, Pantelis from Montreal, I did a podcast with his, uh, with him. It's called the Pantelis Podcast. You should check it out on YouTube, uh, or on, I, I think we did a video. So I, I would say watch the video. That way you're, you know, you can see what we were doing throughout. So it's a, it's a fun podcast in the sense it's visual, um, or listen to it on whatever streaming device you like. Um, but we had a great time. Wow. That guy has come so far with his stand up. It was amazing to see him. He's fucking so funny. Like, uh, he closed that show out. I host, it was weird. Cause it was like a small, small group of people at this bar restaurant. They had a table right up front that they're like, please don't talk to them at all. Why not? And I'm like, why not? They're like, because they're like the social group and they're really antisocial. They're like, come to meet each other every week. And I'm like, I go, listen, I won't talk. I go, I big part of my act is I talk to the crowd. I go, I go, I, I can do you that favor. You know, I won't talk to them because apparently they, they promised them that no one would talk to them or whatever. And I'm like, well, can I just say going forward, if you're going to put a table that you can't talk to in the crowd, could you not put them right next to the fucking microphone, please? Like, you know, to put this big barrier in front of me that I can't talk to, or I'm a dick, like go fuck yourself anyways. So, uh, I just said, sure, no problem. I won't talk to them, but they ended up having a great time, uh, doing some new jokes that really liked. I didn't record it. Fuck. And I had so many new jokes that just sort of came to mind when I was on stage. It was great. I had a great time. Pentelis absolutely destroyed it. We had an opening act. Jeff Davis, he did great. Um, great time. And that was my first, uh, one nighter with yuck yucks in a very long time. So mm, that's delicious. Uh, big thank you to yuck yucks for having me out there. We had a great time. Uh, it was great seeing Pantelis. He told some great stories. You guys got to check that guy out. Uh, he's on a doing great things. That guy. Um, so yeah, check out, uh, check out Pantelis, please. A uh, good friend of mine, uh, in Montreal, we chatted next time I, uh, I'm in Montreal. I'm going to do his podcasts again. So great. I had a great fucking time. I also got to feature at absolute comedy on Sunday night. Um, also great hanging out with my buddy, uh, Lamont Ferguson. I got an episode of the one man podcast with Lamont Ferguson from California, but he spends most of his year up here in Canada doing shows cause he loves our country. So, um, we hung out, uh, after the show, had some conversations, had some, fa- some fans from the show, sit down and chat with us. Uh, and this guy and a girl were on their second date and this guy just goes into how much he dislikes gun control in Canada. My God, I got my gun. This guy sounded like a fucking redneck from the South, honestly. He's like, I got my gun. I got my AR. And I'm like, AR is an assault rifle. He's like, yeah, it's fun. He's like, you got, you, you ever held an AR? I go, I go, I don't give a fuck. Like just because it's fun doesn't mean it's smart or necessary. I'm like, I, I can get a Porsche. I don't need it. He's like, yeah, but they're fun. Right. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I can get a sports car. That's so fast. I could never drive it anywhere. And even if I could, like, do I really, I don't need it. Like you don't need that level of thing. Yeah. It's fun. I'm sure it is. But he's like, well, who's going to, you going to protect yourself with a gun that I'm like, I don't need to protect myself. I go, I've had my home invaded when I was younger and my roommate at the time was a chef and he had a, a roll of knives in the kitchen. And when they came into our house, they went into the kitchen, grabbed knives and we didn't see it coming. We opened the door. They kicked in the door, punched me in the face. Like I can tell you guys that story another time if you're interested, but I'm um, going to need your emails to find out. I, uh. I had a knife held to my throat. I, I assume they did the same thing. I heard them in the kitchen rummaging around. I know they found the knives, came back, held a knife to my throat while they robbed us, kicked in the bathroom door. My roommate was brushing his teeth. He didn't even know what was going on. They kicked in the door, grabbed him. I can only assume they held knives to him too. So these fucking idiots were like, oh, you're going to protect yourself with the fucking, on one hand, 
And I'm sorry if you're a gun person. I'm not saying that nobody should have guns. I'm not. I'm saying these assault rifles and bullshit like that. You need a regular rifle to do hunting with? By all means. I'm never. I'm not going to take that away from you. You know? But these guys were like, oh, I need an assault rifle. He's like, yeah, someone comes into your home. This was this was the the con the 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 uh, what's the fucking word? Not controversy, but the but the contradiction of the fucking idiot. Um, he goes, well, if someone breaks into your house. How the fuck are you going to defend yourself? And I and I'm thinking at this time, I had my home invaded, and I'm not saying anything. And then I go, well, yeah, you don't, you know, you know, you don't want that. Like he, later on, he's talking about how dangerous it is. Well, he's like, yeah, you have it. You don't keep the gun, the bullets in it, and you don't fucking. You know, you keep it locked up and say, I go, so you're a fucking idiot. Then if you got the thing locked up in your house, the bullets are locked up somewhere else and someone invades your home, you're going to just ask them to wait patiently while you run around and grab the pieces that you need and, uh, you know, load the gun. It's fucking stupid. It is such a con- contradictory argument. You know, you're not, you're not defending your home with it. You're a little bitch who wants a gun because you have a small dick or whatever the fuck it is. And, you know, and then you, 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 <sighs> Why can't people just say they want something? Why do you got to be so full of shit and try to make an argument for it? You know, there's nothing wrong with wanting something. It's the same as people who want to have kids who aren't prepared or, or don't really realize that it's selfish. The world doesn't need more human beings. You want kids. Don't argue that the population and you're, you're keeping the population going, or you're just replacing yourself. You're all full of shit or, or you're too stupid to realize you're full of shit. You don't, oh my God, every fucking week I got to get in my soapbox about something. There's nothing wrong with wanting something. Okay. And if you want it just for you, that's fine. Really it is. It really is fine to want something. And every now and again, if we want to be selfish and want something that does no benefit to mankind or anything other than the fact that you just want, look, I want whiskey. All right. Do I sit here every week telling you guys why I gotta have whiskey? Why I have to, I don't need it. This money could be spent elsewhere. It's a selfish, non-essential need. (laughs) <laughs> not need, but, but want. All right. Oh, maybe it is a need guys. Maybe I'm the one who's wrong. Maybe I do need this whiskey. All right. And maybe next time I talk to you, I'll have a bullshit reason why I need, I don't need it. And you guys don't, a lot of you guys don't need the shit you think you fucking need and that you waste people's time making an argument for. You don't need it. You don't need to have kids. You don't need an assault rifle. All right. And when you fucking, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I didn't have an assault rifle when those guys busted into my house because if they could have got their hands on it, it wouldn't have been a fucking knife to my throat. It would have been a gun to my head. All right. And uh, even if you're not going to pull the trigger, I, I don't, I don't want your finger to fucking slip anyways. So this fucking idiot sitting next to us at, at uh, absolute comedy telling us why he needs his assault rifle. And, uh, and then the conversation as the alcohol flowed, you know, moved into other things like women's reproductive rights, which is fucking ridiculous for anyone to, you know, women shouldn't have any, no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm fucking joking. <laughs> I was very pro that we got into it. And then so the bartender gets into it with us, uh, out of nowhere. He's talking about, yeah, I can't even get into it guys. We are two hours having an argument and, uh, I'll be honest. I was the smartest one there. <laughs> uh, not smartest. I was the fairest. I got to say I was the fairest person in the argument. And so st- it's so stupid listening to people argue now, people thinking they know what's what. And I'm not even saying that I do. I had to keep saying that. Like, oh, guys, I'm not saying I know the right answer. I'm not saying I have it figured out. I go, but I will say I'm the only person over the course of this argument to repeatedly say that the rest of you, you know, no humility. Like, oh, no, I know. And this is the way it is. I'm like, that's great. It's not that way in my, in my world, but cause it's not fair, but, um, yeah, I'm not saying everything in life is going to be fair, but certain shit. It's like, you know, 
you gotta you gotta take a step back and go just because it uh, you know it attacks or challenges you doesn't mean that you know you gotta have it your way you just you just i mean and i get that sometimes in some situations people who get it their way um are being incredibly unfair to other people who are affected by it as well um and you'd have a lot more sympathy and empathy from the people who are in the decision with you if you didn't treat them like they had no fucking uh, feelings or, you know, like they had no investment in whatsoever. And if you want to know what I'm going to talk about, email in, I'm going to, I'm going to be Vegas shit from now on. I'm going to keep these podcasts short and, um, and I'm going to make you big for it. You want to know what I'm talking about? No, I'm not gonna make you big. Just ask. I want to know that you guys give a fuck. I'm just going to move on to the next subject. Um, I applied for some acting stuff. Uh, thank you red for tagging me and stuff. Uh, Jess, my friend, Jess also tagged me in something. Um, so for, uh, for red, she, she sent me an invite for some sort of, uh, TV hosting thing for a kid's show. They're looking for someone with, with some improv and comedy experience. Hey, this guy right here, not to mention the fact that I was a host of a kid's show on national geographic kids called real or fake. So I sent them that stuff and I don't really know a lot about the show cause they don't really post you much when they're doing casting calls. They're more like, Hey, you're going to be a. You know, do you want to be a, a, a kid show host? You no know, context what the show is, whatever, because, uh, you know, you, you got to keep that shit. Hush, hush. It's a casting call. That's it. You'll find out when you get the job, fucker. That's kind of how that shit works. Hmm. 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 I'll let you guys know more about that when I know more. Um, but it's funny too, because the other thing that I applied for, it was so funny. I got to, I really, I really should pull my phone out for this one sec. Oh, on sack, I can just sing. So, you know, it's not dead air. Okay. So my friend just sent me this and I have to, I laughed so hard. Uh, was just reading the breakdown for this. So I'm not going to tell you guys where to find it. Cause I don't need extra competition. So it's a show called paranormal nine one one already fucking hysterical to me. Um, and this is the role that just thought I should apply for. It's a character called Dennis. A male, 35 to 55 years old, large to very large build. Oh, thank you. Uh, and has a heart attack during an apparition. And I just thought like if I was to do a self tape or something for that and send it in, I would just be like walking around, like grab my chest, like having the heart, like how do I act at a heart attack? And I, I know I would piss the directors off because I can't help but making everything I do mildly funny in my head. I just, I can't not go with what I see happening. What I would see on screen, because there's been so many shows that I've watched and I'm just laughing my ass off at the reenactments and certain things. Cause that's what this show must be is a, as a reenactment or, or fake stories or whatever the fuck it is. But the whole idea was Dennis guy sees a ghost, grabs his chest and is, he just, you know, like big, big, large to very large build. Absolutely hysterical to me, you know, grabs his chest. I'd be crossing my eyes like I do when I'm acting. <laughs> That's all I see is a fat fuck. Just, oh, sorry. A fuck who is fat, <laughs> you know, just, just grabbing his chest. I'd have the director going, Josh, can you please stop crossing your eyes every time you grab your, <laughs> your chest? It's way too comical to me. And, and it's funny to me. Cause I was just thinking about that episode. It's like, you know, he was, you know, they walk in there. There's no one's going to be like, it was an apparition. The ghost must've gave him a heart attack. And it's be a big fat fuck. Fuck who's fat grabbing his chest, you know, dead on the floor. And no one's going to be like, do you think it was a, it might've been a spirit guys. You think this was a paranormal thing, you know? And then the other, the other detective going, yeah, yeah. It could have been a ghost induced heart attack. Or what about those six empty pizza boxes and all the McDonald's wrappers laying around the house? What do you think? What do you think brought on this heart attack? Uh, paranormal activity or 
this guy's fucking Uber Eats addiction, you know? What do you think? Um, I just I just think it's the funniest thing. That's what I would be thinking the whole time. I go, there's no person in their right mind who would ever see this fuck who is fat. Oh, I got it in the first try. Um, you know, doing this thing. I don't know. It's it was funny to me. Um, finally, uh, I watched a few episodes of this show called Rotten on Netflix. Um, and it's all about the food industry. Um and, uh, it's sort of episode, well, it is episodic. It's a series. Um, but it does like one, when in the episodes, it, what it does is it, it'll, it'll focus on one at like one facet of the food industry. The very first episode is about honey and bees. So honey is a thing that, um, very, very important. Of course, beekeeping is very difficult. Bees are dying off by the, this was in the episode, billions, billions of bees, billions with a B of bees. Um, and, uh. But of course, usage of honey is going up. So it's like, how is there less bees and less actual honey being made by North American beekeepers, yet the surplus of honey is, is growing? Um, and that's because there are countries that that make synthetic honey. And I'm sorry, I shouldn't say synthetic honey because that's like going, oh, it's not real honey. There are actually companies that are making synthetic honey that's like vegan because it's not made by an animal and it's nice and they're actually ethical companies. But there are companies that are making fake or as they called it in the episode, adultered honey where China was making uh, syrups and things like that out of like rice and stuff like that. So I think originally, I think there was like corn syrups that they were adding to honey to basically cut it like a drug dealer. You got your drug, you cut it, then you sell it for the same price as everything else. So um, I was watching this and it was like China was like exporting all this fucking fake honey to the United States. And they have these tests and stuff that they can test the honey with to see if there was corn syrup. Well, then once they've had tests to test the corn syrup. So what they would do is they found that it was, uh, they, yeah, they could test for the corn syrup. So then China started making rice syrup and then adding it to the honey. So people were paying for honey and not getting honey. Um, and then, so they put like shit loads of tariffs on, on the, the China honey. So China started selling the honey to the countries nearby and then they would, they would ship them in from, you know, Malaysia and other places like that to, you know, avoid the tariffs. But now it's all this, the same fucking, it's just the same shitty honey coming in. That's not really honey, or at least it's, it's like a fraction of, of it is actual honey and the rest is all this is rice syrup kind of made me hate China a little bit. Cause it's fun. Okay. So uh, not just that episode, there's another episode about garlic and how like 90% of the world, 90% of the world's garlic comes from China. And in China, they were, they, they sell a lot of like peeled garlic all over the world. And so like the garlic that was getting peeled, so it was break, peel the garlic and then, uh, you know, send it pre pre peeled. They were getting like slave weight, like slave, not slave wages, sorry, not slave wages, slave labor from convicts in prison systems in China. So they're just, they're just making, forcing people to fucking peel garlic all day. Um, there's an episode, uh, episode that I watched on uh, the poultry industry. There's an episode that I watched on, um, what was the other one that I watched? Oh, this was fascinating. Sorry. And, uh, you know, and I'll get to Red's email in a little bit. Um, the, the, uh, the, the, come on allergies. Sorry, there's like five things in my head. I'm like, make sure you're talking about this. Don't forget about talking about that. Um, allergies. So there was a whole episode on allergens, food allergies. And they said there's like eight big ones, uh, tree nuts, peanuts, um, you know, gluten, like that kind of shit, like the big eight. And, um, they were, there's a whole episode on it, about all these different restaurants that, that are very savvy and, and they're very careful 
about food allergies. They're very respectful of it. Um, then there's this, this parts of these restaurants that didn't give a fuck at all and actually killed people. Like after being warned not to have shit in their food, they did it anyways and labeled it that it didn't Mur- like flat out killed a fucking guy. Um, and then they go into like, actually now they, they actually suggest, uh, dosing people with small amounts of allergens when they're young, but even as adults, they've actually got these people who like, if you're allergic to peanuts, they actually give you a super small amount of peanuts and tell you to ingest it daily to build your, your system up to it. Basically the same way they do regular allergy shots. But if you have a food allergy, like they give it to you in small doses. And of course they monitor you when they give it to you and you've got your EpiPen ready and shit like that. So I'm only a few episodes in there are. Uh, two seasons available. I believe six episodes per season. The show is called rotten on, uh, on Netflix. Definitely check it out. Um, but yeah, after the, the China garlic thing and the China, uh, honey thing, I'm like, you know what? Fuck that country. Not, not in a Trump kind of way, but just like what, I mean, I know they have so many people and they need to make money and shit like that, but just like, what is it about the, the fuck you to the rest of the world and the fuck you to their own people? You know, I don't know. I, um, I don't hate anybody, but just, you know, like after watching a few episodes of this and going up, oh, oh, and then there's this, there's this thing that's been adultered and, and, and not plagiarized, but bastardized or whatever. And this, oh, another human right. Oh, where's it? Here we go again. Coming from China, you know? So I don't know. You know, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be that guy. And I, and I'm pretty sure you regular onesies who are here all the time. You guys know me. I'm not trying to hate anybody, but I'm just saying you watch a show where it's like, and, and, and every time again, fucking with the food supply. Uh, who's oh here we go selling us fake shit and wanting our our fucking money for it you know i don't know i don't know don't have any answers don't have the answers i don't know anything just interesting show um and then there's a movie that i was actually gonna go see in the theaters but i couldn't find it was playing one place this was like two months ago i was playing one place and it would only be like two o'clock in the afternoon and every time i would think to do it it would be like three in the afternoon and and this day only i would go fuck i can't see it until next week so i wouldn't buy my ticket um but it is now on netflix very, uh, I haven't watched it yet. It's on my list. I'm, I'm going to try to watch it this evening. Uh, it is called the game changers and it is all about, um, very prominent, like bodybuilders and, and health fanatics and fitness guys all talking about plant-based uh, nutrition. So I can't wait to watch it. It looked so cool. The ad that I saw for it, um, before I was going to try to see it in the theaters. I didn't, Hey, it's on Netflix now. I don't have to pay for it. So super excited. You guys, um, Check it out. I'll tell you what, check it out. Uh, send me your emails over the course of this week. Let me know what you thought of it. I haven't watched it yet, so I can't even sway you one way or another. Um, but but definitely check it out. Watch a trailer for it. If it interests you, then then watch it and send me an email. Tell me what you think of it. Um, having said that, guys, I am going to move into the sponsors portion, starting with my partners at PortablePress.com. Uncle John's bathroom. That was so far away. It was so far away, that toilet. I'm going to turn it up, get back to it. So... Let me get this whiskey out of the way. Um, I'm reading this week from Uncle John's unsinkable bathroom reader because with all the things going on, I have high spirits and love it. Love it. And because of all the uh, farm stuff and food stuff, or whatever, I thought we'd go with one uh, animal related. So uh, we're doing an article called In Hog We Trust. Pigs are where bacon come from. Hmm? Who didn't know that? Right. Uh, they also have curly tails and say oink. As a matter of fact, that was one of the game's uh, words was pig. And uh, I think Jason and I, no, sorry, Steve and I both put like oink and then Jason put like pork or something like that. So luckily we still got it, but it was, but yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was trying to go obscure, like lead you to pig and uh, I went oink 
and then so did Steve. We both did oink of all things. Anyways, for more complex facts regarding pigs, keep reading. So pig squeals have been recorded as loud as 130 decibels, only 10 decibels less than that of a supersonic jet taking off. Uh, according to behavioral scientists, the pig is the smartest farm animal and one of the smartest on earth after humans, primates, whales, dolphins, and elephants, uh, world's largest pig, big norm. He's eight feet long, four feet high and weighs 1600 pounds. Okay. For some reason, the first time I read that, I thought it said eight feet high. I was like, Jesus Christ, uh, to play in the NBA. Um, yeah. And weighs 1600 pounds, uh, pig lingo. Females are called sows. Adult males are boars. A pregnant pig is a pharaoh. A female that's never been pregnant is a gilt. Uh, and neutered male is a barrow. Pigs have four toes on each hoof, but use only two to walk, giving the appearance that they walk on their tiptoes. A pig's natural lifespan, 15 to 20 years. And I love that they have to say natural lifespan because we know that we don't let them. Animals grow as big as they, you know, once they get as big as they're going to get, slaughter the motherfuckers need them. Um, also in the show, rotten, right? You find out how long the chickens live for. It's like, they can live this long, but as soon as they're this, like, ah, ah, watch that fucking documentary guys, you know, keep eating what you're going to eat, but, but educate yourselves. Pigs have such thick skin that fleas and ticks generally leave them alone. The insects can't get through the pig's blood. Sorry. Get through to the pig's blood. Uh, synthetics are mostly used today, but one, sorry, but at one time paintbrush bristles, were made out of pig hair. Still with the aligners in my mouth, by the way, guys. We'll talk uh, about that another time. A litter of piglets most commonly numbers between 8 and 12. The all-time record for a single litter, 37. Although a group of pigs is called a herd, pigs don't need to be herded. They come when called. Smallest breed of pig, the mini Mayalino. Me uh, they reach a top weight of only 20 pounds. Myth conception. If you sweat like a pig, you sweat profusely. The truth, if you sweat like a pig, you don't sweat at all because pigs don't have sweat glands. They keep cool by staying in the shade or occasionally rolling in mud. So if you're wondering like, why are they, people go, oh, they're filthy animals. They roll in mud. Well, that's how they keep cool. You fuckers. Judge not lest you be judged. Worldwide population of domesticated pigs around 940 million. That's a lot of domesticated pigs. I don't know if, do they count as domesticated when they're in pens or are we talking like indoor living pigs? Finally, pigs have an excellent sense of smell. In India, they're used by police departments to sniff out illegal drugs. And the running feet, smile. Each year, Americans use 400 million tubes of toothpaste. And that, my friends, is my partners at PortablePress.com. Uncle John's bathroom. Read. Oh, is it because I don't have this turned up? Yeah, that's probably why. Well, whatever. It's too late for that now. Um... <laughs> Uncle John's unsinkable bathroom meter guys, check out portablepress.com. You can find out all sorts of different books with all sorts of different fun facts and shit like that. You guys know what it's all about. So, uh, my other partners, absolute comedy. All right. I will be at absolute comedy Kingston this week. All right. From specific dates, uh, Wednesday, the day this comes out Wednesday, uh, no, October 30th, all the way till, uh, Saturday, November 2nd guys. So I'm in Kingston, Ontario, Canada at absolute comedy hosting cub. Check me out there. I believe I'm hosting for the very funny Larry XL. Um, so come see him, um, and come see me. I would love to see you guys, but absolute comedy has great shows at all three clubs. Keep in mind, I will be at Ottawa, uh, hosting absolute comedy, November. Uh, what is it? Uh, the, uh, the 12th through the 17th, I'll be hosting my home club. And of course I will be recording my album at absolute comedy, Ottawa, January 24th and 25th. So please come that week and see me. I would love to see you onesies, but absolute comedy has great shows at all three club locations, Ottawa, Toronto, and Kingston all the time. So check out absolutecomedy.ca.
Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. I don't know if you guys can hear me rubbing my hands together there just a second ago. Um, I keep forgetting it's the mic is hot. Mic is hot when I am doing my promos. Did I forget anybody? Speaking of promos, did I forget anyone? Anyone left? I did not. My partner's at DK, Dorling Kindersley, right? DK.com in the States, DK.com slash CA here in Canada, or just Google DK books. You'll find them. Got a couple of books uh, to read this week. I got to tell you, when I ordered this book, uh, super excited. All right. And got to be honest, when I got it, disappointed, but only because of personal reasons. Uh, well, aren't, aren't most reasons to be disappointed about a book personal, um, only because of, uh, gender reasons. So this is a book I thought was super cool. As soon as I read the title, I was like, ah, that is fucking me. That is me all day, every day. The book's called how, no, how to not wear black, find your style and create your forever wardrobe. And I'm like, I'm, I'm a fuck who is fat. Okay. And I'm always wearing black. Well, I wear, I wear black shirts and then jeans, right? Try to be, Ooh, ding, ding. Uh, all right. Stop sending me fucking texts. Uh, come on here. Let's get this going. Um, sorry guys. Um, yeah, I got this book cause I'm like, I, I would love to, to get some style tips on how to not wear black and still look fantastic. It's a book by Anna Murphy, but it's for women. It's for women only guys. And, uh, that doesn't mean it's not a great book. It is just not a great book for me unless I'm uh, thinking of switching teams, which at the moment I'm not. I'm not, I'm still doing good enough to buy my own drinks and, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, it's, it's a great, it is a really fucking cool book. I gotta be honest. I, I did not read it instead because it wasn't for me. I just kind of flipped through it and read the main points. I still thought it was fucking awesome. They show you all sorts of different things like, uh, the seven shapes, which I thought was really cool. They're like body shapes. So you kind of, it kind of teaches you how to work within your body shape when you're, when you're going to so like, you know, hour, hourglass figure eight, that kind of shit. Um, they have sections called like blazer magic and how you can make them work. They've got, um, that's one I didn't thought found. I didn't, I didn't personally, it didn't relate to me cause I'm a guy, but the topography of you, which was very interesting. Um, they have sections about being underdressed, being overdressed, um, how to make things work. They had a very cool, um, they got essential sections and things like that. I'm just flipping back through it to kind of give myself a refresher. Um, there it's, they do have kind of like a less is more attitude in certain spaces, but then they have really cool sections where they're teaching you how to make use of like scarves and, and certain tops and things like that. Sorry, I'm going to book falling off the, my lap here. Um, I really like the section on how to go from like casual to dressy with the same kind of outfit pieces that you're wearing. So you can switch them up and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it says something ugly can be made better. Just put a fabulous coat on top of it. Um, I really liked the looks and stuff like that. They had here a lot of no use of black, how you can make use of the lines in certain outfits, um, just by switching them up and, and stuff like that. Uh, it was really, really cool. 
Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I gotta say realistically, if you're a woman, um, and you're, you know, you're, you're kind of like me in the sense, <laughs> not, not that you're a woman. Um, I love the, uh, yeah, I really, really like this guys. It was very, very cool foot footwork. Um, the, what I liked about this was they have all sorts of different areas where you can play around with what you've got. You're not using black all the time. Cause that's what I was doing was I was, I would just go black nice and easy because I don't have any style or anything like that. It keeps me looking thin, um, thinner, right. But I just, I really liked the use of the, the body shapes and how they, they gave, you know, tips on the outfits to wear, you know, um, there's a big section on logos. I'm very, I'm avidly against logos. Um, only because if someone is watching, you know, I don't wear logos because, you know, things are expensive. I find logos pretentious in the sense that you're like, oh, this is what I'm wearing. I, sorry, I'm going to just footnote this myself here. The work-life balance wardrobe I really liked is, is that they're showing you how you can switch from, from work to casual with the same clothes that you're wearing and things like that. Uh, really dude, guys, great book. Um, back to the logos thing. Um, I really don't like wearing logos. Um, people, you know, wearing Louis Vuitton bags and things like that. And they're like, well, look, it's Louis Vuitton. It's got a, I want the Louis Vuitton logo. Yeah. Because you want people to think that you're important or whatever. I get it's fashion. I'm going to, I can't even do this. This book is great. Um, but I love that it's fat, you know, it's fashionable and this and that, but you're basically trying to say to someone like, look, no, it's the real thing. Look how well I'm doing. I, I don't know. I, I find it elitist. Um, I also don't like wearing logos because why am I paying more money for something with a logo? And all I'm doing is advertising for you in the end. You know, like I, I don't even go on stage with labels on my beer bottles. You know, first off, I barely drink beer on stage anymore. Um, but even if I'm having a, a bottle of water, I'll rip the label off first. You know, I'm not, that company's not paying me to advertise for them. You know, the water wasn't, you know, well, it was free, but it was the bar that gave it to me, not that company. So fuck them. They're not getting free advertisement, right? If somebody's going to sit there and go, Oh, what, what, what drink is the comedian drinking? I mean, you'll never know. You know, until they pay me, they want to pay me 20 bucks a show to fucking drink their beer. Sure. I'll, I'll put it there. I'll make sure that the label spun right out of the crowd and they see it. Every time I lift it up, my hand won't be blocking that label. I'll be a good fucking bitch. But, um, if you're not paying me to advertise for you or, you know, or at least doing something for me, um, I'm not wearing your logos. Why, why would you buy a fucking sports Jersey? Go pay 200 bucks for a sports Jersey. So you can walk around advertising that team for them. You know, I mean, I don't know if you guys think about this shit, but you're, you're billboards don't go, you know, it's really cool. Coke, man. Let's put Coke on our billboard. Cause Coke's really cool. And we like it. No, that costs money. You're a walking billboard, right? And you actually have more clout than the billboard does because of the fact that you're a person. So if other people seeing you wear something, they know you, you're almost giving almost a word of mouth advertisement because they go, Oh, that person trusts that brand or likes that brand or whatever. Guys, Give you a fucking heads. We need to have kids. I need an assault rifle and I need to pay for all the things with logos on it. Fuck that. I even buy, when I buy hats, I buy blank hats with nothing on them. If I want to wear a hat, cool. You want me to advertise for you? Sure. Pay me. Give me, give me the hat for free. I'm not paying you for it. You want me to wear a Louis Vuitton bag? Give it to me. Give it to me. Guys, this book is not about that shit. I just, it just was the logo section here was, was I appreciated. So, um, it's a great book. Ladies, it's for you. It is not for me. Ladies or whomever chooses to identify it. It's a great book from my partners at DK and it's called how not to wear black, find your style and create your forever wardrobe. I'm, uh, I'm not fired up because the book isn't for me. Um, maybe I am a little bit, but, uh, I think it's a great book. I wish it had some, some dude style stuff in it. Um, 
but it's simple, simple little, uh, little guide to, to try to, you know, make some style for yourself. Now here's the fucking game changer book right here. Okay, guys, I'm doing, been doing two books from DK a week because they will not stop putting out absolutely fucking amazing content. Um, and I swear way too much with them. They're such a wholesome, I don't want to say wholesome. They're such a great company. They don't need me screaming and yelling and swearing all the time, but I can't help it guys. I am, I'm too in love with them. They get me fired up and excited. So, um, I want to find the, the letter that, uh, Chris, okay, cool. So I also didn't mention, um, last week that my, uh, my partners at DK, um, some of them have a personal project that they're working on and they invited me to be an early adopter to it, which I think is great. I, I love that they thought of me. I love that they thought enough to, uh, to include me in the sneak preview of it. Uh, there's a new podcast coming out guys. It comes out next week. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you guys get this on, on Wednesday, the 30th, um, and their podcast launches on November 1st. It's called genius and it's really, really well-written, uh, incredibly well-written. You can be an, uh, you can actually sign up to get notified when it launches. Um, the website is genius podcast.com. Take a look for it. Uh, sign up. I, I was given the first four episodes. I listened to them. Uh, I listened to them, two of them back to back. And then the other, then, then the next two back to back only because I just didn't have enough time uh, altogether for them. But, uh, they're great. It's a great story. It's well-written. I, I coined the term podway because it sounds like a stage performance when you're listening to it. The, the, the sound effects are great. The voice acting is great. The writing is great. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a fiction story, but it's great. Uh, so yeah, it's not like, uh, you know, if you're like those crazy people that listen to true crime shit all the time, I listen to true crime podcasts too. But, uh, if you're looking for something like that, like that's nonfiction, it's not nonfiction. However, it's incredibly well-written, uh, incredibly well-acted. Um, so yeah, check that out. Genius hyphen podcast.com. Uh, you can sign up there when it comes live and launches, I will remind you guys, but, uh, but, but check that out. Okay. So again, that's a, that's a passion project for some, some colleagues of mine through D, through my DK sponsorship. Uh, please, please check that out. Um, and then, uh, for myself, second book from DK here, this is the game changer one guys. This is fashion, the, the definitive visual guide, of course, partnered with the one and only Smithsonian who are no strangers to history, knowledge, information guys. This is a huge book. It is over 400 pages it's almost 500 pages long. So it's a huge ass book. It's a hard cover. I don't know if you can hear me banging my desk with it. It is a big bastard and it is beautiful. Um, again, I'm going to give you broad strokes on this one because I didn't have time to read a 500 page book. However, I did glance at every second. Sorry. I did glance at every single page of it. Um, this thing is not like fashion, like, oh, so in France and Milan, this thing starts from the beginning of history, at least recorded history that we can get through. So there is tons and tons of what people wore way back in the day, the Byzantium, uh, eras, uh, the Etrus Etrusians, uh, sorry, Byzantine, sorry. I always get that. I always say Byzantium, Byzantine eras, the tunics, the medieval romance, uh, Mary Antoinette, all these things, guys, uh, and even the beginning of course of the dress mannequins, right. And how people would design things and stuff like that. Um, it was great. It was great. They have, they talk about women's body types in this, the Renaissance. Um, if you are a fashion person, so my pal Lydia, that I work a lot of BA stuff with Lydia's in fashion, this book would be right up her alley. Um, it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, from drape to shape. I like that one armor guys armor for the, the things suits. Everyone's looking at like, like Shakespeare and whatnot. What I loved about this book too, is that you get 223 pages into this book. Okay. 
regarding fashions. Of course, it's DK, so it's visual. We're not talking about reading about fashion. It's all right here for you to see. Um, fucking beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. You get 220 some pages before you even hit the 1900s. Okay. So like this last century, uh, you're 220 pages. So there's a shitload of history in here. Absolutely beautiful. It is not focused merely on, on men or women. It is female, uh, focused on both. Um, I love that as we get, you know, to more modern times, they give you tons of information on fashions and shit like that. But there are pages and pages that are just filled with women's shoes, like timelines of women's shoes, timelines of women's, uh, women's wear, men's wear. Uh, I love that the last three pictures of the men's were Will Smith in 1998, gray suit, 2006, trench coat and jeans worn by Pharrell. I can recognize him from the picture. Um, and then like, you know, suits and stuff like that. It's, it's really cool. They do women's shoes. They do men's shoes. They do bags and purses, um, which was super cool. And these are just, these are just right near the back of the book, which I really, really liked. Just look at the different styles. Like one of them is the pleated box purse, which just looks like one of those hat boxes, but with like a strap on the top of it. Um, super cool shaping, shaping the body shapes of the body, um, things like that guys, super cool. There's even a picture of a fucking cowboy here in his outfit. Um, you know, who else was in here? Coco Chanel. They do things on that. They did the youth revolution, which had like the Marlon Brando's and the, you know, West side stories, the, the jeans and the leather jackets and things like that. Um, it, it's a great look. If you're into fashion in the slightest, this is like your Bible. All right. In terms of the history, this is your history book. Um, it is called fashion, the definitive visual guide. It's gorgeous. It's partnered with the Smithsonian. Um, if you're into it, you got to check it out guys. And you can check out this stuff. So this is just, that's the theme of this week, dressing and fashion and stuff like that. You got to check out dk.com in the U S dk.com slash CA in Canada, or just Google DK books. If that shit's uh, of interest to you guys, check it out. Um, I, I, they're gorgeous books. Um, the how not to wear black, I'm gonna have to give away cause it has no value to me personally, but the fashion one I'm definitely hanging on to cause it is splendiferous guys. Um, and of course I got an email from my pal red. So I'm going to, I'm going to read red's email, uh, to you guys. She's talking about some of the stuff from last week. So it's called one, uh, episode 128 commentary. Hey, Josh, I had a couple things to say related to your discussion with Matt last week on the podcast. You guys talked quite a bit about when we were kids and how things were different. My son is three and just starting to ask about playing with certain friends in the neighborhood. So every now and then we will be heading to the park and we will stop at the neighbors and ask if they can come and play. And honestly, it's not that kids today are overprotected. They are just too busy. Are they? <laughs> they're, they're not overprotected. You know, those three-year-olds just have a lot on their list. I don't know, Red, you're gonna have to convince me. They are always heading off to this and about to leave to there. Yeah, I guess. Just with uh, daycares and shit. Uh, and I would say, of course, now we weren't three years old knocking on each other's doors either for the record in my story. Um, they're always heading to da da And I would say that this is the third disappointment when asking a friend to play, your parents say, oh, they can't because they have X, Y, and Z to do. Oh yeah, of course. Anytime you're basically just, step one is knock on the door, Step two is do the answer. And then step three is, are they even allowed to, right? But honestly, I got my first cell phone because of my best friend. I would call her on our landlines and we would make plans to get together. My friend lived three blocks away from my house. It was a five minute walk, but it would take her hours to get to my house. I'd call her house. Her mom would say she left 30 minutes ago. Finally, when we would get there, I'd be like, where the fuck were you? Oh, well, I ran into so-and-so and then I decided to go to the corner store and then I stopped into the shop. Oh my goodness. So we got cell phones so that I would, so that I could find her. So yeah, but of course when uh, I was, now I, I would assume that if she's going to stores and stuff, she has money. So I don't know, I don't know how old you guys were when you got the cell phones, but here's the thing. Cell phones weren't even a thing until I was like 13, 12, 13. And that was like pay as you go emergency phone only. So 
Yeah. When we were like eight, nine on the weekends, trying to knock on each other's doors, it was a lot more difficult. Cell phones weren't even an option. Um, but back to the simpler times and the peanut butter thing, actually, now they tell you to feed your baby at like four to six months peanut butter because it helps build up the tolerance. Apparently there was a study done and in Israel, because there is a peanut based snack popular for giving to babies, there are almost no peanut allergies. As a matter of fact, those peanut snacks that you were talking about, I read this email before I was before the podcast. So I was going to allude to this is, um, it's in the allergy episode, that peanut snack that you're talking about is there. And they talk about how giving peanuts, peanut snacks to, to young kids and stuff like that. Well, not young kids to, to their infants and stuff. It's like to build up the tolerances. I also personally, based on not a lot of research, but the fact that we have so much Franken food, like GMO modified things like that, like, uh, preservatives and chemicals in our foods that like. I believe that our bodies are just mutating with all the fake food that we're eating. And it's sort of, sort of fucking with us in terms of, you know, what we can eat and what we can't because of all of this, the farm, you know, not factory farm foods, but they're just the, the Franken food, the, the altered genetics of the food and chemicals we spray. It's like the shit we're putting in our bodies isn't real anymore for the vast, you know, the, the, the vast majority of it. So yeah, I mean, definitely do what you can. I'm, I'm, I think it's great too, that they're starting to actually get people to, to eat small doses of what they're allergic to and slowly believe it. It's like, there was people on that episode saying that like before they couldn't even look at anything with wheat and they're like, now I can eat a cupcake or whatever. They're like, I can't eat a lot of it. You know, I'm still working up there, but I can eat a cupcake. I can have a couple of cookies and I don't fucking die. Um, I was like, that's, that's fucking amazing. So, um, so now they say to expose your kids to all the foods at a very young age to help avoid it. I think it's the same for outdoor allergies that kids weren't spending enough time outdoors. And that's why you see so many with issues now. Maybe it maybe could be, or it could be just other shit. But, uh, so you say, so here's hoping, so here's hope that future kids will have no food allergies and we can go back to being lazy parents who don't vaccinate our children. Now there's another can of worms, as you mentioned. Anyways, hope you're having a great week as do I hope you are too, Red. Uh, we chatted a little bit via text today. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting guys, go, go watch that fucking, go watch that series rotten, man. There's, there's all sorts of stuff like that talking about it on this. So I'd be just for you guys to hear it. Uh, this week coming up, I'm at yuck yucks this evening doing a show. And then I leave, uh, tomorrow afternoon for, uh, for a week of hosting shows in Kingston. And, uh, I think I'm doing an activation on Sunday for Costco, which makes me happy because I fucking love Costco. Uh, I will, I will promo Costco till I'm fucking blue in the face. No charge Costco. You take good care of me and I take good care of you, baby. Um, and then nothing early next week, but I think the week afterwards, you know, when I chat with you guys next, I'll know if I'm going to be spending my entire week afterwards in, uh, in Quebec doing some stuff there. So, ah, magical times we all live in, ladies and gentlemen, I need to get my ass in gear because I have shows to do tonight. And look at this, we're keeping the podcasts around an hour nowadays, right? I'm figuring out what you guys like and, uh, trying to keep within it. So, uh, thank you onesies for listening. You guys know, I love you. Oh, 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 I almost forgot. So I just wanted to share this with you. My buddy, Mike LeBlanc told me about this, uh, this term. I'd never heard it before. I mean, I think I'd heard it, but I didn't know what it meant. Didn't really real. Like I just heard it. Didn't, didn't No one had ever used it in a sentence kind of thing. Um, but an earworm, right? So you guys are, um, if you're not familiar, an earworm is like a song that gets stuck in your, your head. So it's like, oh, I got this earworm, you know, you got a song stuck in your head is what it means. So, um, in case you guys ever wondered why I picked the songs that I pick. And of course, if you're listening on YouTube, I just cut it right the fuck off. Cause YouTube wants to fuck around with, with stuff. Um, I mean, I had the monkey junk song, my intro. I fucking love those guys. Plus I was actually speaking with Steve from monkey junk and they have a show coming up in the near future, which I'm going to go see them at, but I'm going to record a podcast with them. They have, I really hope I didn't just book myself on the same exact time frame that, uh, that those guys are going to be here. Cause that would disappoint me. Um, 
but yeah, um, and like I play for you guys, the song at the end of the episode, that's usually the song that's been stuck in my head all week for one reason or other. So in case you're like, you know, Josh has a stupid taste in music or you don't like my musical choices or whatever. Um, a lot of them are not even things that I myself are like, this is a great song and it needs to be played. It'll, it'll come on the radio. It'll play in a movie. And then for whatever reason, I'm just going around for a few days afterwards, just humming it, singing it to myself, bothering people with it. So, um, that's where my outro songs come from. So just because this podcast is kind of like, Hey, here's what's been going on with me this week. I just want you guys to, to know, Hey, while I've been going around and doing my thing, uh, this song's been clanging around my head. So it's just an extra little peek behind the curtain, uh, into, into my personal life. So if you happen to have an earworm that's stuck, you know, feel free to send them in. Let me know, you know, where you got it from. What were you watching? What were you doing at the time? Uh, it doesn't have to be fancy, but you know, just in case, and you know what, if I don't have a song that week that's stuck in my head, I'll, I'll happily play your earworm or I'll save it for a time where I don't. And I'll share, uh, I'll share the story when I do it. Cool. So that'd be great. I, I would love for you guys to actually just send them in. If you don't uh, try not to just send me a song that you love, you know, because then it's all over the map. But if you happen to have a song stuck in your head and it's kind of a funny thing, or, you know, it's one of your favorite movies or whatever, and blah, 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 uh, whatever it is. If there's a little story behind it, I, I appreciate more than that. Just here's a great song. Play it. Cool. You guys know where to send them contact at one man I'll find it and I'll, uh, and I'll play in the podcast. All right. You guys have a wonderful week. I hope you enjoy my earworm from this week. I think it's great. Um, it does take about 30 to 30 seconds to a minute to really hit its full stride, but it's just, uh, it's just instrumental this one, but I dig it. It's a song. I love it when it plays it just makes me feel good. Um, anyways, you guys enjoy, have a great week. I will chat with you soon. 